One Emotional Podcast, conversations for inspiration on the go. We offer on-the-go inspiration because our whole heart is set on beauty and our best bets are set on art. Hi, Michael. How are you? Welcome to Luan Emotional Podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much, Marion. It's a pleasure to be here. Mm. So this amazing person that I have in front of me, uh, Michael Smith, he's a speaker, a facilitator, an entrepreneur, and founder of Orquestando. He has more than 25 years of experience as a speaker, 18 years as a consultant. He's co-author of the book, Orchestrating, Empowering, Understanding, and Patience in Your Organization. He is also known for his talent in orchestrating companies people and organizations internationally. More than 15 international congresses and more than 400,500 people have been to orchestrated around the world. He has several studies with multidisciplinary backgrounds such as entrepreneurial architecture, complexity science, accelerated learning, human development, organizational culture, coaching, transpersonal psychology, music, meditation, and many more. So we have this amazing combination between you know arts, emotional development, and science, which makes you know this you know, which makes these themes very enriching. So one of the main topics that we can see today that are happening around, around the world is um, confusion and having kind of like this difficulty of being able to make decisions or not having clarity, right? So um, it's very easy to talk about clarity, but maybe it's very difficult to implement clarity. And nowadays, with all the international things that are happening, the way that humanity is going, and all of the you know information that we have around the world, it makes it very easy to access our clarity. How do you get clarity? Well, thank you. And um, I think usually the first thing we want to do I think my experience, my personal experience is that you're confused to realize that you're confused, then you want to, you know, figure out that you need clarity. Um, because confusion is, it, it becomes a state. So you have a state of clarity, you have a state of confusion, and then you're like, okay, when you live in the state of confusion, you're trying to figure it out, but from a perspective of confusion. And what does that mean? Like it, like has happened to all of us with this, the, the pandemic. Uh, I remember I was still trying to solve my problems from the mindset of, of, of the world, the way things, the, my life, the way it was before my new situation. I was still confused. I was still using my state of confusion to try to create something new. And and clarity is about asking questions. And usually you start off by, well, hopefully you start off by having somebody to talk to. You know, hey, so what's going on? Um, what's happening? <laughs> and give me some clarity. And 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 that's uh, one of the few ways we start trying to find out people's opinions they become information and you compare it to yours it's not as when you have something is you no know, because you have clarity then you have certainty and 
one thing is clarity and another thing is certainty. So when you have clarity, you you to get to clarity, you ask questions. Certainty, you know it's there and it's fixed. And that was my situation, and that was my one of the, the strongest points of, of learning that I had back in 2020 is that um, make sure you change your, your, your questions. If you want to change, you, your questions have to become, have to come from a place where you're not, not at because you'll keep on repeating yourself. <laughs> yeah. It's like Einstein's quote, right? It's like, if you want to solve a problem, you need to solve it with a different mindset than with the mindset that you created it with, right? Exactly. Yes. You mentioned something really interesting that sometimes, you know, we get confusion because we integrate other people's needs and wants with our own needs and wants. And that makes, you know, very difficult to kind of like separate them or identify what is it like the culture is asking for me or what is it what maybe my close circle is asking about me for example i don't know your family maybe your parents or your kids right instead of of being in touch with your soul and with your essence and finding that clarity through you but we mix we mix between the things that we think we we want with what maybe other people or our own culture want from us yes um Usually, I, it happened a lot to me when I would live in a country that it wasn't my country. I remember uh, feeling like I had the license of to have permission to be free because I didn't have to be what that culture expected. Mm. So I could just, you know, flow um, a lot easier. And, and yes, this is very, uh, it's a huge subject because, you know, with your partner, you know, unless you have very strong clarity on how what's allowed or what's not allowed for your child you know you assume when you get together you have a certain amount of things you're together for you know you're for the reasons for special and even important reasons but then maybe they didn't talk about I don't know I'll tell you the truth about about video games how much time do you allow your child to and maybe you know it, the person is, has expectations, and 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 you have to know that it's it's not clear. You have to create clarity with other people, but you have to do it with yourself too. And clarity is just is is a state of being. It's a state of questioning. It's a state of finding out. It's just a state of always looking. You know, always looking. And 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 this this clarity that. Um, what I like about the idea of clarity is that um, it starts impulsing other things and we'll get into this conversation but you know like when you have clarity of the certain basics in your life for survival okay you have clarity that you can have those that you have those covered that you're clear mm -hmm. and they, they, there's even a saying where you say we're clear <laughs> You know, for your basics, then you could go into and join. You know, there's a um, a system called Spiral Dynamics. You start off with what's your basic survival needs. Mm -hmm. Then what are those things when you start having time to enjoy? Because when you're in survival, you don't you don't you don't even have time. You don't even have a sense of um, flavor or seeing the stars because you're too in confusion trying to survive. 
Totally. And it's, I heard this quote a while ago that said that first you need to survive for them to be able to create. And sometimes we're living our everyday life surviving and surviving and surviving. And you have kind of like the, the triggered stress response and it's not allowing you either to think about clarity or creativity or, you know, curiosity because you are, you know, you're focused on getting the, the ends met in that specific situation, whether it could be, you know, health-wise, uh, economically, uh, I don't know, any situation that you're living in. And you mentioned something interesting about that clarity is about always looking. So with clarity, for example, it's about kind of like becoming, becoming a seeker, a seeker of clarity all the time, constantly. But sometimes the more we found out about things, sometimes it happens that the less we know. How are these two related? <laughs> The more you find out, <laughs> the less we know. Well, it's also vast. When you start seeing things clearly, you start seeing the connections and the relationships. This is some of the things that um, I I consider very important. When you seek, um, you don't just seek. Well, you can. There's where, and this it depends on how depth you go into clarity. You're you're looking for clarity to 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 come accomplish something to find out something to do something and so yes once you you start seeing you um, unveiling to, to have clarity start cleaning up the place whoa I didn't know I had all this mess <laughs> or I didn't know that what I was doing here was affecting this and I, I always use, um, I, I learned from my, one of my mentors with the word was just enough. Because yes, you, it, the idea is not to go crazy. Because um, if I tell you, uh, give me a, a, you know, a clear response about something on the internet, you know, you answer, you'll find a thousand answers. <laughs> and um, so, yes, just enough is very important. And, and having, like we were talking about, the survival, having enough to know where, where your survival state, and talking about survival state, there's a lot of people, and it, this happens a lot when I've worked with a lot of times with companies, where the owner is not in a survival, economical survival state, but he still thinks he's in where he used to start the business and they had no income. Mm -hmm. They still act that way, even mm -hmm. though years have passed of, of prosperity mm -hmm. and they can make their place um, less stressful no there's they're still in survival state so getting clarity of what to release what's no longer necessary get, getting clarity of what to delegate um, when right now we talked about that I, I remember this you know because you know I live in the country and uh, but I still go through, I'm st I find myself in states of stress and I'm in a perfectly peaceful, beautiful place. doesn't matter. It's, it's really, it's about, you know, remembering. And this is something very important, I think, is, and this is what I do with clarity. I, I make it visual. Mm -hmm. I, I put it on, on, on frameworks that allow you to create those relationships I mentioned. Mm -hmm. And for you to be able to come back at it and look at it and every time, anytime you need to, and even when you think you don't need to, you go back to it, you start, oh yeah, oh I have this, I can I can, I can, can do this now. Mm -hmm. I, I forgot about it, I did it, the other day somebody said, 
oh, I forgot I studied karate about 20 years ago. <laughs> and they were almost a black belt. But they forgot about it. And, and now they now the person says, okay, yeah, I could, I could, you know, retake it. My body knows it. I don't know. There's so many things that, that if we don't have a way of sustaining your clarity, because we can have great conversations. And we're like right now we're having a great conversation and we're using the video recording of this that will allow us to come back to regain the the wisdom that comes out of our conversation of our of our connections of our questioning and and that will sustain this memory yeah and but a lot of times you're not you don't you're not going to put on a video what's that you know you, you usually need something to put it there and like okay what are these connections can i can i do what what, what is the situation i'm really going through things like that <laughs> totally and like does clarity all the time is kind of like constant or it comes and goes because i wonder that if we're constantly evolving right if, if we're constantly changing if we're all, all going through changes either biologically right does every seven years our cells in our body are changing and you know at least every month in our life we have you know different things going on in our lives it's either um like new things new projects new everything right so we're if we're constantly changing and constantly evolving does clarity stays the same or clarity also has its own cycles i think the clarity is a is a it's a state of perception of realization of understanding and i do think that the world is always changing mm -hmm. i do think there's a certain amount of your life that can be considered this is what i i know to be certain mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and to be clear about that certainty is very powerful mm -hmm. and to be clear of the uncertainties mm -hmm. is very powerful too and some of the things I like to investigate is what are those uncertainties you're not prepared for? Like one of the questions I do usually do and I, I would ask if you're listening, you know, I would ask you to ask yourself, do you have a fire extinguisher in your kitchen right now? Is it there? Yeah. If, it, if it's not, you have, you become, um, blindsided you become blind to the possibility and if you think it's not possible well, humbleness will help you <laughs> or hopefully not a fire um and to to so that's what when, when i'm talking about clarity of okay you have clarity of what's certain but clarity also about hey what are you not prepared for yeah. okay what do, what are the things i need to do to get prepared for that and those questions will you know there's a thousand questions <laughs> you can make but yeah, so I think clarity is a, is a is is a renewing everyday situation. That's why you, I think there's certain frameworks that help you keep yourself healthy in the sense of not going crazy. Because yeah, there's clarity. Your your clarity today from two two months ago is going to change up to a certain amount, and the government's clarity is going to change, and the countries and the world situations are changing. We've lived this in the last. And, and now we're, it's almost become um, easy to intake because clar creating clarity is, it requires to question and to actually, okay, now I'm clear that my mindset from that I've been using in the last 10 years is, is no longer um, easy to flow with that if I'm a teacher, for example. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Becoming clear of that 
um, will allow you, okay, how do I flow? And how do I question? What are my mindsets that are keeping me stuck, for example? So clarity can be applied to so many well uh, d different ways, you know, everywhere from how much money do you have to how much open, how much, you know, openness do you have yeah. to change mm -hmm. um, your point of view about something that maybe 30 years ago you were like, no, no way. <laughs> what about clarity in decisions? How can we get more clarity when we're faced with decisions or with dilemmas? Because most of the times we get this kind of like paralysis analysis because things are not black or white, right? So, uh, the dilemmas, that's exactly what they're called dilemmas, right? And like the most famous dilemma, you know, the dilemma of, you know, Haynes is about this person that arrives to a pharmacy and, and robs um, some medicine that his wife that's sick needs, right? So is, he, is, is it okay for him to do that, to rob in the pharmacy or not because his wife needs it, not? And then it opens all of these, you know, discussion. But most of the times, most of the decisions that we're faced with, are kind of like gray tinted. It's not like black of black or white, you know, like did he do good or not, right? How can we arrive to that sense of clarity? Does it have to do with priorities? Does it have to do with thinking about the individual versus the collective or the collective versus the individual? Or what would you say? Has okay. What it has to do with, it has to do with everything. And the further you go to understand your relations and your connections to what the, con the context of what's happening, the, 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 the greater clarity of your, your, the impacts you can probably, these are probabilities you can probably mm -hmm. face. And what you want to do when you want to cre create clarity to, for decision making is to, to build, to be able to rehearse different future scenarios mm -hmm. the best you can and 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 nothing's guaranteed because like it's always changing but you can create certainty and that certainty um, can impulse this the energy you need to to take a decision you know because mm -hmm. if I tell you um, you know w just walk is very different than I tell you walk to the store you, you got a decision you got your clarity what's the reason so um, when you're making a decision it, to have clarity of, of your consequences of what are the what are the risk of not making that decision what are the risk of making that decision what are the opportunities that I get for making this decision you know usually you're making a decision between one or two things or maybe several things you know, like you know even like moving a country two years ago um, when the, the, I, I basically I was working all live events and I had not I, I had already started my online understanding and taking courses of how to create online workshops and all that but I had not started and my business was not about that and so my my business you know went a hundred percent down mm. and I had to decide okay I, okay mm, money rent i was paying rent and i have a piece of you know i had this piece of land and i had to make a decision okay okay sell it sell some stuff sell the cars sell as much get all the money you can together and build very simple um cabins and and, and make that decision and take your children take the family there um it's it's different you know making those decisions what what am i making decisions of yeah, the thickness of your wall, you know, 
because I, I, I even got, you know, because I, I, I got friends that had refugee, refugee tents, the tents that refugees use, they're nice, but the walls are not that, you know, they're like thin, <laughs> they're tent walls. And here, you know, three in, the, three in the morning, the winds, the cold, and or maybe I can make it out of wood. <laughs> and so I had to make a um, very several decisions involving wh what is the situation because they said forty days, mm -hmm. and yesterday, the twenty seventh, I think, uh, mm -hmm. I started building. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and what took two months, two months and three days, three small cabins. But before that, I found out, trying to get clarity, is I called a, uh, a friend of mine who's a political consultant. That he has to have clarity. He has to be three steps ahead of his clients. And he told me, uh, you know, listen, it's not 40 days. It's not a 40-day quarantine. It's not that. Uh, it's two to three years. <laughs> get everything you can. And, and, and go for it. And that gave me clarity. That gave me power to make a decision. Mm. So yes, um, decision making is, is very important. Now, what happens when somebody goes and puts a store somewhere? Have you seen people put a store and it doesn't work in that place? And they close it and somebody else goes and puts stores and it doesn't work? And somebody else, it seems like these people just pass by there and never realize that they never had businesses, the people that had, you know, they're in, in the past. So they didn't really take the time to to get clear. Is this a good place? Is this a good place for my business? Is this a good place? Is People, can they park? Um, can they see me? And you see those places in, in, in the city somewhere, and they always, you know, they're always changing. The number, it, it seems like people don't take time to decide on what's convenient, what's really convenient. Mm -hmm. I remember this quote that I like a lot about um, that says there, there's no favorable wind for the one that doesn't know where he or she's going, right? Uh, so you can, yeah. you can be drifting around in the sea, getting different kind of, kinds of winds. No? If you go to the east, if you go to the north, if you go to the south, right? And eventually you will never know if it's favorable for you or, or not if you don't have your objective, if you don't know where you're going. No? And, um, and I want to ask you, Sam, how can we get the clarity to recognize when we are on our own path and not in someone else's dream? Ah, that's, I, I like your quotes, by the way, they're great. And, and your examples. <laughs> and this question is great. I, a lot of this started, um, I started understanding this. I went to an, to an event back in 2004 in Miami. And there is a... a it was Wayne Dyer, mm -hmm. and he was introducing um, Esther Hicks, mm -hmm. and it was very interesting when I started understanding the work of Esther Hicks of realizing when you're you're connected to yourself, mm -hmm. you know, to what is your essence, and when you're not. Mm -hmm. And a lot of this is a is a physical sense. It's, it feels good or doesn't feel good, you know. But a lot of times, when we're, you know, when you're kidding yourself, when you have a mask on, um, it's it's hard to see. It's hard to feel when you're not 
on your path. And and I would say a large percent of humanity, um, and it, it could be things from their their grandfather's path, their their parents' path. They're they're living their parents' dreams, but they're not connected to theirs. And and how many, you know, educational organizations really focus? You know, there's new ones now, but most of them don't focus on helping you feel like you can have a dream, a great dream. And unless unless you pay a good amount of money, and there are people that are looking to for you know to get education that that's out of the system that a system that created you to follow other people's dreams you're you're gonna get you know you know you won't you'll get negative feedback about trying to be different for example Mm -hmm. trying to be different for your family there's the 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 black sheep of the family (laughs) the world is not aligned to helping you find your purpose, right? Your reason to be. On the contrary, it's about if there's anything, no, I think that you know, our culture around us or these kind of like family systems. And I know it's about, you know, sometimes our parents do it because of protection of ourselves, right? Like, you know, giving the advice that they would give themselves, but, you know, times have changed and everything. And sometimes they want you to be a lawyer because they were a lawyer, no? As simple as that. But, and they do it maybe with the best intentions. But I think it's like, Instead of like when we were young, like trying to see where all the aspects was where we are more in flow at, right? Where the places that we are aligned with our essence, with our purpose, that we are aligned with more or less kind of like the reason that we came here to be, right? I think we would, I think there will be, if we created this world, we would have way less anxiety than we have right now because people would be aligned to something that fulfills them, that nurtures them in the long term, not only in the short term. It's definitely something that that you're. Every person has to make a decision, and and, and some people take ten years to figure they out that figure out that they were not connected, and some people take a lifetime, sixty years, or, or their deathbed. But um, or or never figure it out. No, never realize that they, they never really connected to live their life or, or their potential they were meant to be. Um, and and there's a lot of um, I, you know it's like what I like what you do, you know, and, and the programs you have um, and 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 new one because your your art in the way that that it it channels your expression. You're going to express who you are, and then you can recognize yourself through art. And you know, a lot of times, if people burn out, it's because they're not connected. You know, and and that's one. Of, those are one of the things to to when you have clarity of your of yourself, and that has to do with nutrition too, because yeah. um, nutrition will make you fuzzy, cloudy. Mm-hmm. not clear mm-hmm. and not only mentally emotionally and physically you yeah, know? Like bad nutrition right yes mm-hmm. or and 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 of course bad nutrition nutrition is not um easy digestible not, it doesn't flow mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not clear it doesn't flow it doesn't it's not it's not 
It's not meant to be. Of course, us. and also bad nutrition has a lot to do with um, declining the diversity of our gut, of our, you know, our microbiome in our gut. And then when we don't eat healthy, right, we give access to these, you know, fungi and bacteria such as candida and other, you know, parasites that, for example, nowadays, the new, like the latest research on candida and candida is like almost every human being has it. The thing is when it gets imbalanced and it gets imbalanced with obviously, you know, foods with, you know, carbs and sugar and all of that, but candida has the same effect as Alzheimer's. The loss of memory, the loss of concentration, the loss of, you know, being able to remember things, loss of, you know, cognitive ability. And it's just this kind of like, you know, um, fungi that we have in our gut and you know, the amount of people around the world that would have a candida imbalance, I think it's it's huge. So we, we, we might not also, you know, we need to have in mind the connection between the mind and the gut also for arriving clarity, right? If, if we have this temple, we have this vehicle that we are living in in everyday lives, we need to take care of it. Because if we forget about the relation of our, of our gut with our brain, we might be experiencing many emotional, you know, things related to that. For example, another thing really interesting is these biases. It's like this um, gut imbalance that you have less um, good flora and bad of, you know, like parasites or like fungi and other things, right? And for example, these things damage a lot your self-esteem. It's quite interesting because nowadays we were having these conversations with other, I know, speakers on our podcast and we were asking them like, you know, what are the most common pain of the patients that come to you? And people were answering us like these, these speakers not feeling enough, lack of self-esteem. Mm -hmm. And it was crazy to find out that also lack of self-esteem has to do with the, with, with the health of your gut. So thank you for mentioning nutrition because I think it's, you know, crucial for clarity. It's such yeah. an aspect. And, and, and not only physically, but when when you have a, a when you ha when you're clear of when something's good for you, when something is not, and you follow what's good for you, you will have an impact or a positive impact on your self esteem because that's just self love. Eating well is just about loving yourself, and 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 it, you know, I I tell friends, you know, and not you know, and not that I don't want that beautiful. You know, I do eat sometimes chocolate cakes, and and I do try to find out where it's made, <laughs> and but and and I do indulge. I give my permission, but once in a while, but it's not the the most common thing I do. I usually stay away from what's not good for me, and I tell friends it's not that I my taste buds don't want that. They, my taste buds want wants to eat that chocolate cake or that soft drink, you know. Um, <laughs> But there's, um, and which, that joy, the pleasure, is, is, is very strong. You know, so many things that we can eat out there that give you great joy. And, and I understood one time, I don't want to get off the track, but one time I, I was like stressed and running and I got this, these famous chips, I can't mention names, but there's a tube. And <laughs> you open it and, and, I, and I tasted it. Oh, I see how these work. They give you a huge amount of sensory pleasure and the taste buds, and so they're addictive. And I, and I just okay, good. And I just took that time. But the thing is that 
when you're clear of what you know what's good for you what's not then you start exchanging that pleasure for health pleasure the, the, the pleasure of feeling health mm-hmm. and it's a it's, it's like you know you know the, the test they do with the children when they put a marshmallow in the, in the room and they tell the kids if you wait 15 more minutes I'll give you two <laughs> and they're you know how can you you know connect that that state of pleasure for doing something what's good for you and that comes with also what's good for you what's your essence you know being connected to yourself being on your path and having clarity of when I when I do these um, these programs of, of with people they they're amazed of how much they've been doing for others and how much they have stopped even in their work let alone you know, their personal life but even at work people get you know like sucked into people's wishes people's thoughts of what's right fashion um, culture you know I think cultural programs that help culture evolve integrate that's a very important thing to you know have that going on because you know we're always changing I have some friends that that, that a friend of mine um, she she has her, her friend came over and she she I was reading asking her she has some tattoos like very strong tattoos when you have a store a tattoo on your forehead and another one on your neck you're trying to get some information out there you're trying to make it clear that you believe this right <laughs> but it's not it's not like right here where you want it for yourself most likely I don't have a tattoo but if I were to put a tattoo it's gonna be something that reminds me of something important important so and yeah so I I, I had to, I just I just asked her what 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 do you want to express oh well this and and she was very happy that I asked her because most people was she has it in very you know very strong places to put a t- tattoo in the sense of communicating and just making clear what's her thought what's her feeling and and, and having clarity that most of the, her what is that anger coming from because it was came from an anger okay and understanding that she's dealing with that anger maybe five years will pass and she'll say I wouldn't erase that tattoo who knows but if her story, she had to put it on there. She had to put it on her neck and one right here. Mm-hmm. And and she had to do that. And being clear of that helps me not to judge. Mm-hmm. When I'm set on, and, and, and if I have in my certainty, I I start putting values. So that's just where I think values don't work, um, the way they use them at workplaces. Values work in life, don't get me wrong. That um, I didn't mean to say that, I meant to say, values that when they say you should be this or you have to be this these are your values <laughs> no look at what you have and look at your priorities and how you deal with life and that reveals what you value most but when you if i would have to have if i had a value that you know might would respond negatively to that person's tattoo mm-hmm. that's having a judgment mm-hmm. So clarity of what's, you know, instead of why would you put a tattoo there, you know, mm-hmm. hey, why, what does it say? What does that mean to you? Okay, okay. That's all. I don't need to go into more because judgments are very strong. <laughs> totally. Yeah, and, and it, it reminded me of, you know, like 
people might be asking like how do i know where in so which things in my life do i have clarity or 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 where could i start for example no and i remember this um message that a meditation teacher gave me one time that he told me it's very important to watch your current state in your life right and there you would see where your beliefs If you want a partner and the partner is not getting there is because there's there's some restraining belief in that. If you want to be more successful in life or in work or in whatever it is, no? Then you have a restraining belief there. So watch how is your life right now and that will give you a lot of information on your beliefs about yourself, about what you deserve, about your worthiness. No, and I found that really interesting. And also another example to use, you know, clarity in an easy to use way in our everyday life. This um, Brazilian rabbi called Nilton Wonder, he writes in one of his books about that if we want to know the things that we prioritize in life, it has to do between our hand and our pocket. And that's metaphorically, you know, saying about where we spend our money. And where there is, you know, it gives you a lot of information. Do we spend it on books and reading on courses? Do we spend it on, you know, maybe clothes for other people could see us or clothes because we like to express ourselves? Do we spend it on trips? right and you know different you know traveling around different places because what does you know those trips give you so if you kind of like make like a small chart or you check your credit card statement or you check whatever your bank account whatever right you can really know what are the priorities in our lives and sometimes we might find things about us about ourselves that we do that are different from what we think And we need to arrive to that coherence between what we do, what we think, and what we feel. And I think that is like true clarity when these three are aligned. Obviously, it's a monumental work to arrive there because sometimes we might be thinking, not like, for example, with nutrition, it happens a lot. Like, okay, I'm going to start eating healthy on Monday, and then Monday arrives, and you know, you're not eating healthy or other things. I'm going to start doing discipline, and it has to do sometimes because when you analyze, one time I went to this uh, workshop in the states by this guy Tony Robbins and it was quite interesting because you needed to do this exercise about what were your towards values so the values that you want and what are the move away values and funny enough when you did you know that small chart it was like you know 10 of your towards values and 10 of your move away values where you drive your life you realize that some of the towards values and the move away values contradicted each other You know what I mean? So it was obviously very interesting to see where you where you kind of like your stepping stones or your obstacles were because you did not have a clear path because you're you want to do some things that are contradicting between each other. So obviously that's not going to get you very very um very far because then you would have you know trouble of so which ones do I need to prioritize? So the idea was first to be conscious of those move away values on your towards values and then once that you see which ones were working in the same directions then you needed to readdress in a different way the ones that were about uh the ones that were contradicting with your um with your goals in life and i found that exercise quite practical for everyday life because sometimes there 
these move away values or these stored values that we have unconscious. We don't even have the clarity, right? If like all the clarity we would have it consciously, then it would be really easy and none of us would be confused or have you know trouble making decisions. But most times or other times we have these unconscious needs and wants that we haven't even been mindful that they exist in us. And, and those those feel they give power to the limiting beliefs that you don't even know that you have them. You, you're like, hey, I have everything I can, I need to do what I have to do, and I don't do it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so, yeah. Tony is great, and and he's de- devoted so many years to to creating exercise to help clarity, and also when you start um, understanding what you spend on. Um, think about what you used to spend on maybe 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. What do you spend money on? What do you spend your time on? Mm-hmm. It's incredible to see your changes mm-hmm. or what you haven't changed. Totally. Yeah. Another, exactly. Another amazing example also by, by Nilsson Bonder that I like a lot is that one is that about where do you spend your money that actually tells you about your priorities in life. Another one about how you deal with emotions has to do between your hand and your mouth. And that is, you know, what reactions do you have or we have as human beings with the food, right? So that gives you a lot of information on which areas you're kind of like suppressing or or you are not dealing with your emotions correctly, right? And you're being more reactive than responsive. So for example, if you have a strong deadline, no, maybe you overeat. And that's because you, you don't, you haven't digested, you haven't integrated the emotional imprint of feeling, you know, these um, demands of yourself and this stress of, oh my God, I need to, you know, give this presentation and I'm not ready and I feel like I'm an imposter and blah, blah, blah. So then you have, you know, that's, that rise of anxiety and then you eat, right? It happens the same thing with, for example, depression. So also if we, if we observe our nutrition, if we observe where we tend to overeat, it gives us a lot of information on the emotions that we haven't integrated, that we haven't put enough attention to see them as guides and compasses of how our emotional state is being felt unconsciously. Yes, and 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 to acknowledge them, so you're you're clear that they're there. Okay, you can't. When when you try to reject something, then you 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 hide you're hiding it, and you can't hide really. You know, uh, we pretend to hide, and so um, and talking about clarity and nutrition, it's just you know, you know, think about having a clear intestine, you know, having a clear stomach when things are not stuck, <laughs> literally, r- real life like types of food or type whatever you know and and then you have the clarity emotional clarity uh, or like when you when you start start understanding how emotions or memory is stored stored in the muscles in the body and so it's a lot of work we have to do and 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 you can go into depth and and but I think one of the examples you, you mentioned very clear um, is yeah what did I used to, what do you, you know, spend your money on? That, that will show you 
What do you value? That will show you, you know, have clarity on that. What do you spend your time on? I'm, you know, when you have children, a lot of people, you know, I remember in in an event, you know, what, you know, they were talking about values and I say, so what is the, what do you do you most, what do you value the most? (laughs) Because people, they talk about values, they just give them names like honesty and, and, I don't know, discipline. And they said, family, right? And I said to them, oh, great, yeah, family. And how many of you have, you know, left your work on time at five? And have you gone to really spend some precious time with your family? And nobody answers. Mm-hmm. And, and the CEO, this is a bank, uh, he put his hand up and I said, let's start with you. And he, he was upset because he knew that he was creating a place where they talked about valuing the family. Mm-hmm. But there are a whole directors, all of the group of directors were going through a lot of stress, a lot of separations, divorces, and people weren't happy because they really, they, they, you know, the companies put these values up. Mm-hmm. And the people, they don't live them, you know? And so not being clear about it, hey, listen, come and work here. We don't value the family. We ask you to work two, three hours hours extra every day. Can you handle that? Yeah, yeah I can handle it. Because, you know, my my kids, I, I they're old and gone. Okay, good. You're clear about it. Yes. So also one thing I'm, I'm, I'm looking at when I'm, when I'm working with values and one of the things that we're, that was very difficult when I went to when I've when I've gone to organizations is that personally a lot of ideas I get from I get it I get it from the way nature works Mm -hmm. so nature doesn't is not saying that's a bad behavior that's a good behavior it doesn't do that and and it's just this adds or it, it brings to the to the benefit or it's do we need to get rid of it you know it's not good for us if not is it is not something like you know it's everything's out there and there's good things and there's bad things you know a plant will have a, a plague and the, the tree will deal with it or it'll die mm-hmm. if it needs to die maybe it'll die it'll take it on instead of taking it to other trees it's just you know when we have clarity of what it is you know that is going to happen in this place or, in, or this job or this family you know, the idea is, are you brave enough to deal with a life of honesty? Can you, you know, tell your employees the truth? And, and most people can't. And when you're talking about the, you, you mentioned um, do, think, and, act, and feel, and, and which has happened a lot in the world, and I've seen it having to be, being able to work with the, um, businesses, organizations, that the feel part um, is, is tr- they try hard not to have to feel mm-hmm. because it would distract them. Because mm-hmm. when you feel, you notice. Mm-hmm. When you feel, you can see if something's congruent or not, in, uh, or is incongruent. And when you, you know, most of these companies have such incongruency, they rather not feel. That's why they have everything with processes and everything. So I put it feel, think, and do. Mm-hmm. When you don't feel, 
you're going to have some some issues to deal with because you're going to think and do and you have no notion of the impacts of no considerations um, you know you're going to have some very um, traumatical um, situations going on with your employees and with your customers you know a lot of like like again a bank they're trying to sell all the credit cards because they're thinking how much I need to make mm-hmm. so they do it they get a, a lot of promotions and they sign up a bunch of people but then they have to recuperate the credit cards because nobody's paying back because they gave too many out and they don't realize it by not feeling they don't realize it doing that job of calling every uh, customer and getting upset with them because they haven't paid their credit card loses helps them lose their reputation mm-hmm. so not feeling and and staying so technically considered technical like a business will destroy a business imagine family you know you and your couple your spouse not saying the things clear from the beginning most likely there's a lot of things you don't have clear from the beginning mm-hmm. and saying that clearly hey listen I noticed I have this addiction I, I, I didn't know it you know it's not that I I hid it from you but I had this addiction for example or I I don't I don't like the things like them. I was saying yes because I, I wanted you to like me. Just you know, it, it sounds pretty mean or pretty bad, or but if you if you say it, that clarity allows to feel let, allows others to to connect because you connect through through clarity. You know what I mean? And clarity is that you connect through honesty as well. There, there's no there's no clarity without honesty. And you mentioned a very important thing that I would like to pinpoint about. It requires a lot of courage to be honest. It requires a lot of courage to be authentic. And it requires a lot of courage to reach into our feelings. Because the easiest one is kind of like to go through life as we don't feel anything, as if we're not aware of our contradictions, if we're not aware about the things that we're doing in life. That could be the easy one. But it's kind of like having something knocking there, right? You can continue having your conversations and living your everyday life and it's there. But once you arrive to those spaces of silence then you can hear that it's constantly knocking on you and telling you hey hey you know this is not the job that i want hey this is not the thing that i want in life right so and sometimes i heard well i heard this quote that i like a lot that um sometimes anxiety is a way of your soul communicating to you that it's not aligned to its purpose and i love that oh, and that reminds me of the uh, places you go on vacation Um, I usually see that because of the organizations they a lot of time they a lot of times they take their employees to vacation spots and and sometimes it coincides with vacation times and I see families running around but basically they have these huge speakers with loud noise mm-hmm. and a bunch of alcohol and that's not a space where you'll stop and, re- and reflect upon life mm-hmm. just, it's not clear there's too much too many things going on come and do this come and dance here come and play this this is your aerobics instructor and it's good but it's not a place where you're going to go into go to go into yourself yeah. so um, I think even places like that um, 
like you said, it takes courage to to you know sit down in silence. Mm-hmm. It takes courage, okay. and it's not for everybody at the same time. But people usually get there some some one moment or another. They get to that space. You know, it's very interesting when you talk to people. You think they they never um, thought about these things, and because you think they're like very business type. No, they're everybody. We're all. I, when I learned in this, because maybe coming from a different point of view from life and all that, I used to think that I was very different. And uh, I, there's a CEO, and I'm me too. I'm doing the same thing, you know, in a different way with a different clothing. And so it's really interesting to be able to have the courage and know that people have the courage and you can help people have the courage. A lot of times just opening a door. Okay. Yes. Wait, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes life, you know, kind of like shakes you up for you to get to those moments of honesty with yourself, right? You know, those moments where we suffer, where we, you know, experience the death of someone close to us, where we experience, you know, those life crises that we've all been through in different kinds or like different traumas, right? They help us to reach to places that, um, unfortunately, it kind of like gives you this calling for healing. Not because you're not... You can continue like that because you're suffering with the life that you're living. So if you want to change that, it's kind of like opening the door to an invitation to live to live a different life. And that would require kind of like a big jump, a very courageous jump into yourself. Yes. Sometimes it, it seems like for certain people, um, it's not enough, something bad, something tragic. And they keep on going through repeating mm-hmm. tragic things in their life. And, mm-hmm. and yes, I think... Having clear of um, oh, what feels good to you, having clear of what really ignites in yourself the energy yeah. to want to do, mm-hmm. having clear what do you count on, mm-hmm. what can you, who can you count on, mm-hmm. who do you don't count on. I think it's one of, this is one of the things I do with my workshops is also is figure out who are those people that are not there for you to be connected to your essence and understand it without going into I hate or I judge or whatever no no okay there's work now what do I need to to surround myself with what are those things I can do and where can I put my my true energy mm-hmm. and there's where I think clarity is very powerful um, and, and, and helps you be honest actually it helps you be honest transparency you know clarity is transparency totally and i love this because this um this conversation today is this invitation to live life with more clarity with more with more authenticity right so it's an invitation from one emotional museum it's an invitation from you um for all of us for all of the brave souls out there that have these you know, fire inside, you know, to be able to feel courageous enough, brave enough, because we already are, all of us, just to share that fire, to share that essence, to share that that vision of, of your truest you, of your truest self. So thank you so much, Michael, for sharing all of this, your knowledge and your experience in all these years of work. Thank you so much for, for sharing your magic. And before we close, I would like to ask you a few questions. Um, the idea is just to answer in, in one or a few words, just you know, try to keep it as short as possible. And the first answer that comes to mind 
That's usually the best. Okay. What is art for you? It's a good one. Um, it's to learn. It's to learn to do the things well. Your favorite author? Thomas More. An advice that changed your life. Ah. One, I'll give you one real quick. I have to throw it. Focus on what you have. The best quality in humans. To let go. A book that you recommend. Original Self by Thomas More. What feeds your soul? The most pressing or one of the most pressing issues for humanity. Too much. If humans can agree on this, you will be very happy. Much less. <laughs> What would you like to scream to the whole world? Smile and smile. They keep on smiling. <laughs> nice. And the last one, what is it that you have lived and that could no one could miss experiencing? Uh, ooh. Walking into nature and sitting down still like a statue and actually having birds come up to you because they think you're a tree or something. <laughs> that is amazing. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Michael. It's been a pleasure to have you here. Thank you so much for all your knowledge and thank you for joining. Thank you so much for everything you do, the way you do this and the way you guide and the way you accompany this conversation. Um, love to do this one day with a tea uh in live in a live setting so thank you so much totally i would love to thank you want to keep the conversation going luan the world's first emotional museum designed a global online experience to inspire and explore follow us on instagram youtube telegram and visit our site at luanmuseum.com to engage creatively